welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Loga the Barbarian. And it's it's Zine Thursday again already. Oh my goodness, does time fly? Well, I'm going to do something. Well, it's not a zine that I purchased anywhere, uh, but it's it's a PDF that's available online and I'm counting it as a zine because it's easy to print out in zine format. You just take your uh, take your little booklet printing uh, mode and send it to the printer and it prints out perfectly as a little zine. I stapled it together and I sat there and read it. And that's why I'm doing this one. And it is the Gygax 75 Challenge. I was curious to see what this had because I had heard about it online and people talking about it. And I was getting into some world building. And listen, We've got some exciting world building coming up this weekend on the show. Yohai came by and we did a world building game. It took up so much time that it's going to take up two of our episodes on Saturday and Sunday. So make sure you tune into that. We're, uh, we're I'm pretty excited about that. And that approaches world building in a different way. Before I get started, I just want to give a quick shout out to my patrons. All of those that you're supporting me on Patreon. Thank you. John, Homer, Rabbi, Todd. Thank you so much for the support. The others as well. Uh, everybody, keep uh, keep it up. Uh, we got Mike T, Richard, and Rory. If we could really use a few others to help support us, love to get another follower or a Patreon supporter or two before the end of the month. It would be amazing. Now let's get on to the Gygax seventy five challenge. So I read through this, and uh, like I said, I was I was plotting my own um, world building for the upcoming campaign that I'm planning. And this is a campaign I've been kind of planning in the background for a while. We're going to be wrapping up our Rifts campaign that I've been running, and I'm going to be starting up something. I gave my players a choice. I said, you can pick the system um, amongst these systems, and they're systems that I would uh, I find agreeable to run. And I put out a, a bunch. I put the books and the core books out for the players to look through. And they chose Castles and Crusades. So we're going with it. The, the secret is that 90% of what I'm going to do mechanic-wise and game-wise is going to be the same with a lot of the OSR, retro clone, old school type games. Castles and Crusades has probably one of the biggest changes of them all in that it uses the Siege engine, which I'm totally cool with. Let's go with that. If I wasn't doing that, I'd probably be doing like skill checks anyways, just doing like a 3d6 roll under attribute or something along those lines, depending on the system I was using. So we're going with Castles and Crusades. And I was looking at this because I'm, I'm talking about all this world building stuff lately to get our campaign started. And I'm interested in doing a collaborative world building with a group. And this is not a collaborative world building but there is some good stuff in here I'm going to probably pull in and use when we're doing our world building. It gives you a five-week uh, process, essentially, to start off the world building in your world. And it starts off, we'll, we'll go ahead, it, it kind of gives you um, a few uh, notes at the beginning, like what if I don't keep up with the with the routine or whatever is given here. This first step is you need the concept. So it's looking for the concept of the world you're building. It tells you to get your notebooks together and the, and after you start getting your notebook and writing around, you want to develop a pitch. Just write down three to seven, no more well-crafted bullet points that will sell the world to your players. So you're trying to sell this to your players. 
that's kind of the point where my world building is deviating in that I'm not going to try to sell my players on a world. I'm going to get my players involved in making a world so that it's one they're invested in. <laughs> but this isn't the worst advice that I've ever seen. Gather your sources of inspiration. It talks about doing things like even like going on um, like Pinterest or something like that and pinning images and different things or you can pick out your movies and you want mood board. It goes on to, as an, well, it calls the mood board extra credit, trying to set up the tone and mood of your campaign in your world. And you're going to spend your first week doing this, kind of putting together what it is you're looking at doing, coming up with your sources of inspiration and, and coming up with your pitch sentences and stuff like that. So before you even start on like mapping or anything else, then it goes on to week two, the surrounding area, map of the land around the dungeon in town. Gygax suggests sitting down with a large piece of hex rule paper and drawing a large scale map. A map with the scale of one hex equals one mile will be about right for the player operations exploring. I, my hex map that I'm working on is going to be a much different scale than one hex for one mile. But this is when you're going with the Gygax 75 challenge. You probably do your hexes, whatever size that fits your purpose that you're aiming for. So the task is to get a sheet of hex paper, get your sheet of hex paper uh, and, and start drawing on it. One item per hex, uh, more if indicated. Uh, one settlement of a significant size, two settlements, camps, larger, smaller towns, keep a keep the unusual home of a fantasy race, etc. One major terrain feature covering at least three hexes one mysterious site to explore, and one main dungeon entrance. And then it says, well, it has a little fun thing. Pimp your map, stain it with coffee, burn the edges a little, or add some color. This will make your map feel like a real document and or give it a presence at the table. And, uh, and then it says you want to create random encounter tables. So this I'm definitely looking at doing. Yeah, put the least dangerous, most common encounter. So it's doing a 2D six uh random encounter tables so you got two through twelve and what's telling you is to put the random easy but nine counters in the center like the six sevens eights are going to be then then the more difficult more rare things you're going to run into you're going to put at like two and twelve the things are going to be the least likely to roll on so you're making your map and you're making your random encounters and then week three it goes on to you're going to work on the dungeon. Now, this is the one I've started using some of the information from this in building a dungeon. Now, this has got some tasks and stuff for you building your dungeon. There's a lot of great resources out there. I've been looking at stuff on Jacaying the Dungeon, Janelle Jacay's dungeon design approach and reading some of the blog posts people have out there about that. Um, I've also been looking at some of the stuff inside of Knock Magazine when I'm sitting here laying out and preparing and prepping the dungeons. One of the things that I did when I was working on this dungeon region was I approached, I, I kind of took something from here, describe the entrance of the dungeon. It says in seven to 10 words. So I started looking for entrance descriptions and I'm looking at this dungeon having three entrances to JK it, to because that's what they say when you're when you're decaying the dungeon, multiple entrances. So you're going to describe that in, that entrance to the dungeon. I suggest looking at things like sights, smells, unique areas. You know, kind of think about what you're going to do and how you're going to approach it. You know, give some more information for the players to immerse themselves as much as possible. Is what I'm attempting to do. 
So set aside at least one page of your journal for a point to point map. And it does like this point to point dungeon uh, construction style for each level include it's, this suggests including D six plus six rooms and areas that are connected in them include a D three plus one ways up or down per level. So we're gonna have multiple ways to cross across levels Come up with three themes, one per level. So it's saying themed levels. And I've come up with my theme for the level of the main dungeon. I think I'm going to make variations on that theme. Make a list of 11 different monsters and place them. So what monsters are going to populate your dungeon? What are they going to look like? Spread D6 features throughout the dungeons. Feature dungeon. Features should be interactive traps, puzzles, or unusual objects like a talking door or a magic pool. Give, give your players something memorable in that dungeon, something that's out of the ordinary. And I always find it fun to read other dungeons and look at other stuff and just tear stuff and cannibalize them and use what I want to use from other published material when I'm making my own. For each room area, note whether there is treasure. Give them something Name three wondrous items and locate them in the dungeon. Spend any remaining time, uh, I'm sorry, spend any remaining theme budget adding detail. Note unusual smells, weird lighting, odd stonework, statues, or other decorative elements. Disturbing noises, messages written on wall, corpses of previous adventures. And then it says extra credit, map out all three levels on graph paper and create a wandering monster table. I honestly think that those two are probably pretty high on my list to do when I'm doing this. And then it gives some examples in the dungeon maps and talks about how they're doing it. Now, skipping ahead, we have week four of the Gygax 75 challenges, town features. You find or sketch out a city map. Look at the equipment lists for your game. Name several shops where most generic items can be bought. A smith for arms, an armor, a stable for mounts, etc. You may want to find a fantasy name generator or list at this point. And we talked a little bit about, about naming things, or we're going to in the upcoming world building episode. And I think that I'd like to do another episode just on coming up with names. Locate and describe each of the following in a short sentence. So here's the things it says to locate and describe in your city where you're, this week where you're building up a city. A political faction and its rival. The place where the characters could lose all their money. A place where people gather to hear news or speak their minds. A secretive guild hall and its reputation. The best place to obtain a hot meal and clean bed or a crappy meal and a flea-infested palate, a religious center and the gods to which it is devoted, a feature unique to the town, create five NPCs, each with a DNA. D is for distinguishing trait of feature and is for what they need the most. A is their agenda. And then for extra credit, create four to five hireling specialists the characters might recruit and generate seven to nine rumors that are going around town. So that's where you're going to start making your rumors to start your games off so they can get them. And then it gives the examples. They made the town of Attic. And uh, I'm going to skip ahead past their example and go to week five, the larger world. Round out the setting with some meaningful details. So the tasks here, you've made it. At this point, you have everything you need to start play week five. It's all about having fun. You can do whatever you like this week to help round out the setting, but try to complete 
at least three of these following tasks. You sketch out the geography of the continent or even the whole world. At the very least, jot down a rough idea of what lies to the north, south, east, and west of the area you've drawn. Outline other worlds and planes the characters could visit. Identify a few places, items, or spells that will transport them there. Develop a pantheon of gods and powers. Steal liberally and avoid the trap of making gods with nicely aligned domains. Poseidon was the god of sea, but also the god of horses? Create some high-level non-player characters and villains, including their DNA again. Create a calendar with festivals and other important dates. Generate some events and rumors from other lands that the characters might hear. Create more magical relics for the world and short history, including where they were last seen and who, what owned them. Make encounter tables for each of the terrains present in your hex map or nearby lands. Develop a rival company of adventures. Seed the map with unusual features and make a list of system tweaks or house rules that relate to your settings. And this kind of goes over some of the writings of, of Gygax and other things where they were pulling this from. I'm trying to remember, there was apparently a, an articles or whatever, and well, it's Gygax 75 and 75 that Gary had put out that they based this on. Uh, it's not it's not terrible advice. It's not 100% what I'm going to go with when I go to my world building, but I am definitely pulling stuff out of here, some of the suggestions to use when I'm approaching world building with my group. And then once my game group has created the world we're going to play in, I'm going to be kind of taking charge of a lot of it. There may be times where I'm asking them, what should this be or what should that be and having them add to it. But once we've kind of nailed down and gotten the world, they're not going to continue creating it. They're going to be exploring it. So this stuff's going to come in a little more handy after we get a good foundation of the world that we're going to be playing in. So Gygax 75 Challenge. Let me tell you where you can find that. It's by Ray Otis. You go to itch.io. There's the Gygax 75 Challenge, rayotis.itch.io. And he says here that the workbook is based on a written article by Gygax in 75, less than 12 months after D&D was released. It encapsulates his thinking at the time about how to get your own D&D campaign world started. I've taken his general advice and parsed it out into achievable bite-sized prompts and goals for a week-by-week -week program. And I believe this is pay what you want on, on this, on his itch.io page here. So I'll put a link to the, to the Gygax 75 challenge in the show notes. You can go on over there and check it out. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening and share with your friends. Tell others about us. Wobblies and Wizards, we're the hottest new thing. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at Hail Prom. We could really use the support on Patreon. Go on over to patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards and, and uh, become a patron today. You get early access to these episodes. You get bonus episodes, and we're hoping to have a lot more up there in the future as well. And as always, keep those dice rolling.